Welcome to the Encore Entrepreneur Show, where we break through the online noise, trends, and all those fleeting tactics to bring you business guidance that stands the test of time, has been proven to work, and gives you real-world results so that your entrepreneurial journey is as successful as possible. We believe in building businesses from the inside out using values and validation. Learn how to put values and validation to work in your business by joining our free workshop at EncoreEmpire.com forward slash validate. I'm Deidre Harder, a CPA and business strategist. And I'm Carmen Reed Gilkison, a whole person certified coach and business strategist. We're your guides on the side and hosts of the Encore Entrepreneur Show. Let's get started. Do you know how to attract your ideal clients? That's something that our clients and a lot of entrepreneurs want to know. How do I find more of the right people that want and need what I sell? Well, today, Deidre and I are going to dive into this topic, and we're going to share with you a simple three-step process to get you honing in on the exact right people that will get the most out of what you have to offer. Growing a successful business or offer is not about what you think will be the most useful, solve the biggest problem, or provide the most needed service. It's about offering something that serves the actual stated need or desire of the people who identify as your ideal clients. Now, this is a little bit different take on what you may have heard, but stick with us and we're going to explain the differences and how you can really hone in on this. Now, in order to grow a successful and profitable business, you must talk to people about it in a way that's meaningful and emotionally engaging for them. This way, it's clear and easy for them to say, yes, you have what I need. A common question that we hear from entrepreneurs all the time is, how do I attract my ideal clients? How do I attract them? Where do I find them? The list goes on. But how do I attract them is really the important question because they will find you if you understand these principles. And today we're going to share a simple three-step process to help ensure you're attracting the right people. Yeah, so let's dive right into step number one. The first step is to get really clear on your ideal client avatar. Now, I know this is not the first time you've heard this. I'm sure you've heard it a whole bunch of times. And you may already think that you're clear on your ideal client. But one thing we've learned in our years and years of business is that it can change sometimes in subtle ways, but we always need to be revisiting what this is. Now, you may have done exercises in the past on, you know, deciding who your ideal client avatar is. You know, you do you can do this for all manner of reasons. Um, you know, we're currently going through a rebranding uh, of Encore Empire right now. So we're going through this right now where we're having to, you know, get all this down on paper for the people that we're working with. But here's what we've discovered. It's more than a form to fill out asking what is their favorite magazine and where do they like to shop? So if you've seen these kinds of forms, I know we've seen them all over the place. 
think about how relevant is that to you and your industry. Now, it could be relevant, but a lot of times these forms have questions that are pretty generic, right? They've all been generalized onto this, you know, ideal client avatar form that you fill out. So really take a look at that and say, is this really relevant for me and for my business? Now, we know that you need to know who they are and that they want the solution that you're selling. So we're going to give you a few questions here, and you may want to take some notes on this, but these are questions to ask yourself as you're going through this process, is who is going to get the best result from your offer? Okay, now this is often a mix of demographics, psychographics, and also the stage that they're in with their struggle or with the journey that they're on and that you can help them with. So it's in this mix. Now that client form that we talked about, oftentimes it only hits the demographics, right? Maybe a little bit of the psychographics, but most of them aren't talking about the stage that they're at. So we know that we have to meet our clients where they're at and get them to where they want to go. So In order to get this clear picture, I want you to think about the clients that get the best results working with you and that you enjoy working with the most. So if you look back at all the clients you've worked with, number one, if they're getting results, most likely you enjoy working with them, right? Because it takes that synergy and it makes it enjoyable for you that they're getting these great results. Now, if you look at a few of those people, I want you to start looking at what are the things that they have in common. Now, often you'll see a common thread throughout these kinds of clients. um, And this kind of gives you an idea of who that ideal client is. So uh, one thing to look at is where were they at when they started working with you? Like, what's that journey been for them? Like, where did they start? You know, where they are now? And, And then look at the result that they're getting. So if they all were at a common place or had a common struggle challenge, you know, where did you meet them at when you began working together? That is a great part of this ideal client avatar, like so that you know who you're looking for. Another thing to look at is what are their values and their characteristics? Now, they often share these same kind of characteristics. Now, again, this is going to be specific to your niche, your specialty, and also your personality, because not everybody resonates with everybody, right? It could be that you were working with a client and they were at the same spot as the rest of your clients and they had similar characteristics, but for some reason, they just weren't, it just wasn't like the best experience that you had working with them. So that's where we get into characteristic and personality. So you're really trying to build out a picture of what you know, who this person is because they're, you know, all these similarities are going to identify who that ideal client is. Now, one thing that I found helpful is to write this out as if you were creating a character for a fiction novel. Now, I haven't been in a creative writing class for a long, long time. I did it way back in college. (laughs) And typically, I'm not a creative writer kind of person. I'm actually an accountant. And so I kind of tend to think more in those terms. But I did this exercise with my son uh, last summer. We got into... Um, he does role-playing games, and so he was the um, he was the person who leads the group in these games that they play. And he wanted to show me what it was like and and do it with me. So he had me create a character. So it was kind of like creating an ideal client avatar. It was very very similar. He had to fill out all this information, 
But what he taught me, what I learned is that you have to think of the backstory, like what has the journey been and, you know, how do they look at the world? How do they think about things? You know, are they, you know, courageous? Are they, you know, struggling with fear? These kinds of things. So I'm hoping that this kind of gives you an idea of looking at this in a little bit different way and going through this exercise and kind of coming at it from a different angle. Yeah, I think that's so powerful. You know, it's when you look at the ideal client avatar sheet that we've all seen and whatever version of them you may have seen, like we've seen several, as Deidre mentioned, but that's really one dimensional. And when you think about what Deidre just talked about, which is the backstory of this ideal client, what got them to where they are? What have they already tried? You know, some of this you can find just by talking to them on connection calls and and that kind of thing. So this kind of brings us to step two, which is use your client's language, not your language. I think this is probably the biggest mistake people make. And when you're not speaking your client's language, it's not going to resonate with them the same way that it would if you did. So in order to connect on an emotional level, you need to speak in a way that they would speak about the solution your offer provides. Too many times we get caught up in what we think people want to hear instead of learning how to identify, collect, and use their exact language. So when you are an expert at something, and if you are running a business, you are an expert at something, right? And so it took you a while to get reach expertise status. And your journey wasn't from, you know, a linear journey and it wasn't a short journey, most likely. And so you have to think back. It's difficult to think back where you were way back when, maybe experiencing some of the same struggles that your ideal client is experiencing now. Because many times business owners are helping people with solutions or solving problems that they themselves went through at some point in their journey. You forget what it was like way back then, unless you are really keeping your finger on the pulse of what's going on and talking to your ideal clients. So you want to talk to your ideal ideal clients. You want to collect their language, which Deidre is going to get into next, but it's got to be what they're saying, what their pain points are. Like, have you ever talked to one of your clients and they bring something up and you think, oh my gosh, I remember when I went through that and that was really hard, but you, we forget, you know, we've gotten past that and we just completely forget. So doing this kind of work and really paying attention to what your clients say and using their language in your social posts, in your emails, all of that kind of stuff is what's going to make people go, oh my gosh, they get me. It's how you get people to resonate and comment on your posts or emails because you're going to make them feel like you're reading their mind. And I'm sure you've probably experienced a time when you've read or heard something and you thought, yes, that's exactly how I feel. And that happened because the person or company was using your client language or your language, not your client language. They're using your language. So you're probably their ideal client. So whenever that happens, I always try to take note because it's fun to look at this from the other side as well. We're all consumers. And so it might help you to think about a time where, or if there's a certain commercial or something like that, that you see, and it always makes you laugh or it resonates with you. And you just think, this is great. I love that company. Well, ask yourself why. And you might find that it's because they're using language that you totally resonate with, right? And that's how they're attracting you. 
Now, you know, this brings up a really interesting thought, Carmen, is a lot of times we look at, we're looking at this, no matter what business model we're in, we're all kind of looking at the same format. And by that, I mean, you know, when you're looking at products like consumer goods, that is a very different process of finding ideal client language as opposed to being a service provider, a coach or a consultant. And that's who we typically work with. And there is a there is a big difference in how you go about this process of research because in consumer products, you're really looking at marketing to the masses, right? Because you wanna sell a whole lot of the thing unless it's a super high ticket consumer good you know, like a car, but generally you're, you're selling things that are lower, lower priced items. So you need to sell to the mass majority. That kind of client language is different than working with someone in a done for you service, done with you service, a course, consulting, all those kinds of things that is really about working with inside of a relationship. Mm -hmm. And because you are working inside of this relationship, this is where that personality characteristic piece comes in. So you might be looking at someone else in your space going, oh, I see what they're, you know, I see what they're doing on their marketing. They're talking about this pain point, this struggle, and this is how they're talking about it. This must be how I should be speaking too. Yes, it might be part of your industry. However, it's not necessarily in your voice and it may not be what the ideal clients that you work with best are resonating most with. And so that's another part of this. There's an authenticity piece. And this is why you have to get your own client language bank started. This is not one of those free downloadables you can go get and say, you know, <laughs> here's your client language bank you know, to use in your business. This is something you absolutely have to collect for yourself. So let's talk a little bit about what does that look like? So a client language bank is nothing more than a place where you are going to, as you're going along in your business, talking to clients, maybe even using social media posts as you're talking to your ideal you know, prospects. Maybe they're not clients yet, but they're, you know, they're warm leads and it looks like they may become a client of yours. Their language is just as important as the actual clients that you have. So this is step number three, by the way if you're going through here with us step-by-step. So the first way to do this is decide where and how you're going to store this information. Now, digitally is definitely the way to go here. I love pen and paper too, however. <laughs> um, and every once in a while, you know, I'll see something and I'll write it down in my notebook. That's my little like extra brain I keep on my desk, but it's got to get transferred back right into the main hub of information. Now, this does not have to be complicated. A simple Word document or a Google Sheet. We, we love Google around here. So we put a lot of stuff in Google Sheets. Now, the difference between a Word document and Google Sheet is in the organization. So this is another piece you have to decide. How are you going to organize this? Now, we use content pillar topics in our business when we're, when we're talking about our content creation and social media marketing. So we have these few topics that we know are like top of mind and like the main the main areas that we need to focus on in helping um, entrepreneurs with their business strategy. So 
we will then put them underneath those or we'll tag them in a certain way. The idea here is, is that you want to have it in a way that you can kind of sort and because you're going to start building up a whole lot of this. And if it's just like all, all over the place, you know, you're going to end scrolling up and down in a Word document might become difficult over time. So just kind of think about that ahead of time. You can tweak it as you go. The other part is to think about what capture tool or method are you going to use? Now, this, again, can be, you know, you can screenshot it, you can copy paste it, you can download it. Um, I, for many years, have used Evernote. Um, I like their web clipper. So that way, if I see something online, I can click the button and it clips either a selection or the whole page and then it stores it for me and I can organize it. So the idea here is do what works best for you and ideally do something, use something you're already using so that you're not going to a whole nother place. And then, you know, then it comes down to organizing it. And when you first get started, if this is the first time you're doing this, don't worry too much about the organization. You, you just really want to start collecting, like start identifying questions people ask, comments that they make, you know, they're having a problem with something. And you can find this everywhere. It can be, you know, on social media posts. It can be, you know, what your clients say. Um, you can capture it like while you're talking, you can send out polls and surveys. You can get this all manner of ways. And if that's something that, you know, you're struggling with, you know, let us know. We'll be happy to help you and guide you on that. But the bottom line to all of this is that this is a gold mine for you for content creation. This is, you know, if you ever struggle to think, well, what should I talk about? What should I post about this week? What should I, what kind of email should I send? What should I even be, you know, what do we people even want to hear? What video should I do? I know I'm supposed to go live. What, what should I be talking about? This is the answer to all of it. If you do this, you have a, you will begin to have an endless amount of content and it's going to be authentic co content and it's going to be the content that like Carmen said before it helps people identify and say yes you get me that they're going to think that you're in their head and you're going to take that question comment whatever that it is and then that becomes the topic of what you're talking going to talk about and then you're going to answer that for them right or give them some additional insights and let them know that that is exactly what you do and that you can help them. That's right. And then that they start to look to you as being the person who can solve their problem, right? Because you already solved a problem by paying attention to what they're saying and speaking their language and they, they already feel like you understand them. So we want to invite you to join us for the Marketing Methodology Workshop, which is coming up in just a few short weeks. And this is where we will guide you through the process of not only honing in on your ideal client's language, but we'll guide you through how to lead them from your emails, your social media, your videos, all the way to your offer in a way that they are ready to buy. So we hope to see you there. It's a really powerful workshop. We run it every eight weeks. We love doing it and everyone gets so much out of it and we get so much out of it as well. So you can register and join us by going to https encoreempire.com forward slash MMW. We hope to see you there. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Encore Entrepreneur. Can you do us a favor? It will help us if you would subscribe to the show, leave a review, and share it with your friends. 
Our goal with this podcast is to bring you the real talk about how to be successful without compromising your values. And we need your help to spread the word.